hope that you are all doing well. But if you have anything on your mind, I always want you to know that I'm here for you. Um, I'd like for you, before we get started, I'd like for you to humor me for a few seconds. And um, if you are not already in a quiet space and in a comfortable position, I'd like you to hit pause and try to find that comfortable, quiet spot. So again, I hope that you're comfy now. So just humor me and close your eyes. This won't take long, indulge me. Close your eyes. And I want you to take a deep breath through your nose and hold it for one, two, three. And now I need you to exhale out through your mouth, expelling as much of that air as you can. Thank you for humoring me. It's just a little breathing exercise. Sometimes in the everyday hustle and bustle of life, we often forget that a deep breath has such a calming effect. And I know that a lot of us have may have smart watches that remind us to stand up and remind us to breathe. And if there's anyone out there like me, and I'm sure there are some people out there like me, you know, I hit that dismiss button on those alerts sometimes. But again, even if you do hit the dismiss button and you, or you don't have a watch that reminds you to stand up or to breathe, I hope that you remember this little tiny exercise and every t- it's not always easy to be in a quiet environment or a place where you can relax, but I find that even in the noisiest of places, if you just stop and take a deep breath, it does have a calming effect. And for today's topic, it may cause some of you to want to do some breathing exercises. And I know for a fact that the listener that requested this episode is going to need to do some breathing exercises. And of course, one more thing before we get started. Please note that I'm not a therapist or doctor. I'm simply a very opinionated woman that wants to help as many people as possible. If you're experiencing any mental health concerns, please reach out to a professional. And if you feel that you're in danger, call 911 or your local emergency services for immediate assistance. I received an email from someone with the following dilemma, and this is what they write. Hello, one woman's opinion. My partner and I got engaged five months ago. We decided on a long engagement so we can save for a fantastic wedding and honeymoon. We've been together three years, and even though we've taken turns staying at each other's places, we haven't actually lived together. But that's not my problem. My problem is I need to know how to talk to my partner 
about my debt and my not so great credit. We are going to look for an apartment very soon so we can move in together. And although my credit score is not A1, it's not horrible either. And my debt is not enormous, but it isn't small. And my partner has their financial shit together, so I don't know how to talk to them about it. How would you handle this? And they sign it, help. Well, first let me say congratulations on your engagement. So, um, we just have to get right down to it. There's no easy way around this. And with all honesty, this discussion should have come up, even if it came up in passing, it should have come up well before now. And I feel as though that I'm being generous when I say that it should have come up within the first six months to a year of you being exclusive in a committed relationship that you felt as though it was going to go farther. And again, like I said, I feel I'm being generous. But I'm glad you reached out. I'm definitely glad you reached out because it's better to get this out in the open before you get hitched. And, you know, as they say, better late than never. You know, another thing that I hate, I hate to add more worry or (laughs) more things to your plate, but I feel as though this episode will help others in similar situations. And what I mean by that is that I'm not just going to talk about finances. There's a couple other topics that should be discussed before jumping the broom. So... I'll break them down into lists so we can tackle them one at a time and not get too mixed. Well, it's basically so I don't get mixed up because I need some structure because if not, I will not stop talking. And to me, everything on the the list that we're going to be talking about, they're all important. They're important to a successful relationship, a successful marriage. So they're not listed in any particular order of importance because like I said to me they're all important and any one of them could break a relationship so I need you to pay attention listener and since I'm handled I'm going to talk about finance and debt first because that is the listener requested one I want this listener to also completely listen to the rest of this podcast because all these other things are important as well Okay, so finances and debt. Uh, I don't think anyone likes to talk about money. And it, to me, it doesn't matter if you have $50 in the bank or if you have $500,000 in the bank. It's just an uncomfortable subject. But when you get to the point where you're engaged or you're living together... It's something that it can't be avoided. It has to be discussed in depth. It has to be talked about because you don't want to have problems in the future. These type of money, money 
money, infidelity, these are two things that can totally demolish even the strongest of relationships. So, you know, for example, if a relationship has been nothing but rainbows and unicorns and sunshines all this time and now you start talking about debt and finances you never you don't know how your partner's going to react so let, let me just rein myself in because I'm getting a little off track here um, this may be the very first major disagreement that you may have but believe it or not this is good it's a good thing getting it all out on the table I mean get it all out on the table figuratively and literally if you have documentations of your finances to show your partner then you that's what you need to do this is going to be your life partner so they need to see everything um, you'll never know how the two of you handle conflict and move past conflict unless you make you have unless you have the hard discussions you have the hard talks because everybody everything's wonderful when there's no conflict or you know everything's wonderful but when there's conflict that's that's when you get down to the nitty-gritty and, and you're gonna know how people handle things so have the hard talks have the discussions the disagreements the arguments you know it'll give you a better understanding of each other's ability to deal with the unexpected so to answer the question about what I would do in the listener's shoes well believe it or not I do believe in honesty and honest, respectful confrontation. But I'd still try to soften the blow. And uh, I know it's <laughs> it sounds a little cliche, but I would cook my partner's favorite meal or have it ordered in. I'd get them in a nice, relaxed, good mood, as relaxed as possible. And and then I would let them know that we have something important to talk about. And I would let them know, before we get into it, I would let them know how I feel. Whatever you're feeling at the moment, I would let them know that I've been scared to bring it up. I've been scared to, to see what their reaction was going to be. If they were going to call off the wedding. I just would say how scared I am to, to bring it up. And that I know I should have talked about it sooner. So, but other than that, there's no way to sugarcoat it or soften the shock other than what I just suggested, I think there's really no, no other way. Because um, numbers are numbers and numbers don't lie. Again, it's better to know now how your partner would deal with this unexpected 
problem. You know, you'd rather know now than 10 years, three kids, a dog, a turtle, two cars, and a mortgage later. So it's better to have this conversation now. So me personally, I jump in. I jump right into the conversation with both feet, rip that Band-Aid off, and just, just tell them. I think that I'd also suggest for the listener to have this conversation either early midday or because you're going to probably want to take a break. It's going to be a long conversation. You may want to come back to some of the next topics because they're also a little, they may also be a little bit time consuming. So like I said, since the listener already has their answer, about what I would do with that situation. Um, I do hope that the listener and everyone else will still continue to listen to the rest of this because if you are getting ready to get married, if you are engaged, there are certain things that need to be discussed. I hope that, uh, like I said, I hope that the listener is still listening in because... uh, whether it's a long engagement or not, these things need to be discussed. And since it's a long engagement, it's best that you discuss it now, you know? Okay, so things to discuss before marriage. We've already checked off finances and debt. We have retirement and life insurance. You should find out if the two of you have it have either one of those if you don't have a retirement or life insurance you need to discuss a plan on how to get them and if you plan on having kids in my opinion each one each parent should have at least a minimum of $250,000 life insurance and that's minimum and again that's just my opinion of course um Which leads me to the next topic, kids. You have to talk about whether the two of you want to have children. Again, this is a conversation. This is something that when you've been with someone for so long, like the listener's been with them for three years, you should kind of already have an idea on if your partner, after three years, if your partner wants to have children, that you should already kind of have an idea about that. I mean, if your partner's constantly making sure that you're on the pill maybe they don't want to have children or maybe they just don't want to have it right away but again you can't assume you have to have the talks and for some people you have to have a talk about religion yes it is important for some people so you have to talk about it how are you going to raise the kids if you have kids see so many things to talk about Um, in-laws in-laws and family traditions do you do turkey if you end up having kids will they believe in Santa Claus you know things to talk about now the next one is kind of a little favorite of mine personal space you know together time is wonderful beautiful it's great I love being 
together with my partner. But there are some people that like their personal time. That doesn't mean that they love their partner any less. But unless it's discussed, it can turn into resentment that will eat away at the strongest relationship. And it'll start putting things in people's minds. So if you're constantly together with your partner in the honeymoon phase, so to speak, and then you need your personal space, you have a hobby, you play with toy cars or you go fishing or you like to crochet quietly in a room somewhere, whatever it is, you're going to have to let your partner know, you know, this is my me, me time. I need to go to my she shed or he has to go to his man cave or what have you. But you have to let each other know because you don't want the misconception of the time that you're spending apart to sow seeds of doubt. And then from those seeds of doubt will grow resentment. And then from that resentment may grow accusations. They may think you're cheating. So it's just it's just a snowball that doesn't need to happen if you just talk about it. Now, the next few things on my list of things to discuss before you get married. I really don't have too much of an opinion on these individual things so I just put them all together so you have to decide if they're right for your relationship if they're important enough to sit down and discuss before you get married I think they were worth mentioning but like I said I don't have that much of an opinion on on each so I just lumped them together and I'll just list them out so we have housing vacations, pets, transportation, careers, and day-to-day expectations. So again, take those things, see if that is something that you need to have deep conversations about with your partner before you get married, and take it from there. But like I said, those things specifically, I really don't have too much of an opinion about. But you have to figure out which one's right for you. Some of them may be, none of them may be, but you have to figure that out. So on to the next. Now, I do have an opinion about this one. Sex. Believe it or not, this is a discussion that has to be had. So for example, our listener did not live with their partner. They had their own residence. They one they would take turns staying at each other's residence, but everyone that lives with someone or has lived with someone knows that staying over and living with someone, two totally different things. So you're gonna live together, you're gonna be married, what have you. You have to have a talk about sex because believe it or not, One partner may have a higher sex drive than the other. And when you're not living together, it makes it a little bit easier on the less sexually driven partner 
kind of like gives them a break. But once you move in together, oh, it's a whole nother story. And if you don't have this conversation and you're the, you're the partner with the least, with the lesser sex drive, you may find yourself getting jumped on every time you're out the shower or partially dressed. So yes, I suggest you have the conversation about sex. Okay, so the final topic of discussion before you get married shouldn't even be on this list. And it blows my mind that in talking with different people, this was actually something that came up. But I guess I'm from a different era where this would be self-explanatory. Okay. The next topic is monogamy. If you have not laid that ground rule down at the beginning of your relationship, once you decided to be uh, exclusive, then you definitely have to lay that ground rule down before you say those I do's. Make it very clear that any kind of indiscretion that violates your monogamy pact is a deal breaker. Again, this list and (laughs) take this list and determine what subjects are right for you and your relationship. Discuss them in depth. It's they're going to be long conversations. You might want to take a couple days or more to take one topic at a time, but (laughs) however you do it, as long as you do it, that's the important thing. So in my final opinion without a doubt finances kids religion sex in-laws monogamy life insurance and retirement are 100 percent must-have discussions and like i said all the other ones for me it would just depend depend on the couple me I don't care do you want a cat do you want a dog do you want a turtle do you want a fish a pet it doesn't matter to me the main point is don't ever assume anything no one is a mind reader and (laughs) that's what my partner said to me one time and it made a lot of sense I can be a very emotional person and that stuck with me no one is a mind reader ask questions make certain that you are on the same page and this is a little this is a little side note that I had to add Um, I wanted to add a little piece of advice and this is advice that I give anyone that asks me questions about relationships, people that I know in my day-to-day life. This goes for all relationships. It doesn't matter if it's a romantic relationship, if it's a relationship with your family or your friends. This goes for all relationships. I always say, fight fair. 
And what I mean by fight fair is I mean argue fair. You know, no name calling, no throwing dirt, no, you know, throwing dirt or throwing someone's past in their face. And I know it's hard in the heat of the moment when you're angry and you're yelling and just in a huge argument. It's really, really hard, but it's not impossible. And it can be done. And that's where that breathing technique that we did earlier can come in handy. So that's why you should practice it now. Take a deep breath, walk away until you can both discuss whatever the issue is calmly. Because when people are yelling and arguing, no one's listening to each other. Everyone's just trying to get their point across. Have you ever heard someone give you an account of an argument they had with their spouse or their boyfriend or their girlfriend? You know, they may say something like, well, I told Timmy that he was wrong and he should have done what I asked him to do. And he said something, I don't remember what he said, but I still kept telling him he was wrong. Okay, this person that's having the argument just said, he said something I don't remember because they were both yelling at each other. They're only gonna remember what they're saying. They're not gonna remember what the other person is saying. So no one is listening. Take a deep breath and walk away. This might be another thing to add on that list of conversations to have. If you get into an argument, which you're going to get married, you're going to live together, arguments are going to happen, discuss how you're going to handle them right then and there. For example, me and my partner. If I can't talk to my partner how I'm speaking right now in this tone of voice, I will let them know I need a minute. And when I mean a minute, depending on the level of my anger, a minute may be an hour, a day, or a couple of days. But I need a minute because I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to yell because no one will be listening. Like I said, I'm human. I've failed at this several times, but I apologize. And I take a deep breath and I say, I need a minute. Listener, I hope that that answered your question. And for everyone else, I hope that it helps someone out there that either may be going through the same thing as the listener with the finances or maybe getting ready to be engaged or engaged, getting ready to move in together. Remember, these are all conversations that need to be had. I thank you for listening. For everyone, you can reach me at official one woman's opinion, the number one at gmail.com. On Twitter at one woman. And on Facebook at one woman's opinion. Also on Instagram, 
at official underscore one woman's opinion. It means the world to me that you all took the time to listen and I appreciate that. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe and leave a kind word and review if you are able to. And remember, you are not alone. I'm here for you.